As manufacturing and trade is disrupted by physical distancing rules and quarantine orders across the world, the resilience of supply chains for pharmaceutical and medical supplies, food and industrial and consumer products is in focus. Deploying blockchain technology could be the answer, according to the World Economic Forum. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. The World Economic Forum has rolled out a guide for adding blockchain technology into supply chains after the pandemic revealed critical vulnerabilities in the nervous system of the global economy. With me, as usual, is Kelsey Warner, our future editor. You've been covering this story. How are you, Kelsey? Hi, Mustafa. Good to be with you, as always. Yes, I've been on the World Economic Blockchain story today, and I'm excited to be talking to you and a special guest about how technology is helping with the COVID-19 response at this point. Blockchain's not necessarily new to a lot of our listeners. It may be for some, we'll try to break it down for you. Um, But it's something that the World Economic Forum and other companies and organizations have been looking at how to make use of because of its various characteristics. To get more on um, what the significance is of, of the development from the World Economic Forum is Nadia Hewitt, who's their blockchain and digital currency project lead. And Nadia, speaking from San Francisco, thanks for joining us, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. So this toolkit, as you guys call it, um, can you kind of explain what exactly it is? Yes. So uh, as you know, blockchain is a technology that's uh, tested and tried and explored at the moment quite a bit within supply chains. And it's still a very new technology. So decision makers, uh, those working with the technology still needs guidelines. They need to um, be able to understand what are the best practices and so on as they deploy the technology. So the toolkit basically is a combination of best practices, insights, recommendations from real deployments around the world. We uh, went to 200 plus organizations, partners from both the public and private sector who has had real life blockchain deployments. So as you know, many organizations do not want to share their failures publicly. So the World Economic Forum Uh, did the hard work. We sort of extracted all of those lessons from those public and private organizations to put it together in the toolkit, sort of in an easy to use way and making it publicly available um, so that those who are uh, starting with blockchain deployments can have that available to help them avoid costly missteps and, you know, help them um, embed best practices into their blockchain deployments. Um, it will help uh, with responsible blockchain deployment. So the focus really for us is um, we're not just encouraging blockchain. You use blockchain where there's a real problem and blockchain is the most appropriate technology. And the focus then is with this toolkit that it can help those using it to guide them towards responsible solutions. So solutions that has integrity, has interoperability and is inclusive, inclusive in the sense of, of sort of leveling the playing field for everyone. So in terms of using blockchain only where appropriate, particularly coming out of this pandemic, what are some of the use cases for blockchain to kind of help us build up some resilience in our supply chains? So there's a number of of features, if I can call that features or characteristics that blockchain technology has that 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 makes it um, 
have quite a potential to improve resilience in supply chains. So blockchain, it's a distributed system, right? So it has that ability to enable a shared truth. So I see is what you see. So instead of everybody sort of having their centralized system, the fact that it's a distributed ledger um, enables that shared truth, more trusted data. So think about resilience in supply chains. There's a lot of handover points as good move through the supply chain. There's a lot of blind spots, a lot of transparency issues, uh, a lot of uh, misalignment on what's accurate. You know, is this really coming from this origin? Is this really organic? Uh, what, what was really the, where is it really in the pipeline right now? So uh, the COVID is really showing us, it's really servicing a lot of those weaknesses that we have in the systems. And um, so blockchain technology, that shared truth helps to, in, to, to improve transparency. And if you improve transparency, you're able to become more resilient. So trust is really at the center and also the reason why we call the toolkit the redesigning trust. So with blockchain's features, with the immutability, with the distributed peer-to-peer piece, it really uh, enables um, more trusted data, which absolutely then can help um, with during pandemic response, but also just in general to build more resilient supply chains. So you ask about use cases. There are um, deployments of blockchain right now with COVID mitigation, but those are those aren't that's very short term things. I think the importance here for us is building those long term systems. They're getting it right ensuring responsible future planning and deployments. The the use cases that we see with sort of long-term planning has a lot to do with questions like, um, how do I trust my supplier? So as you could see right now, uh, in a very short period of time, organizations are uh, having to find suppliers overnight. And, um, you know, with the lack of, of masks and ventilators and so on, uh, they have to 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 find new suppliers. So that sort of trust your supplier, being able to uh, validate, so verify trustworthy suppliers are extremely important um, in the future, whether it's in a pandemic response or just day-to-day business. So blockchain, there are, there's a blockchain use case where organizations can share information, prominent information of suppliers that helps them verify whether it's a trustworthy supplier. We've seen that in the banking, in the, in the, the finance industry, where we've seen, um, you might know, know your customer, KYC. So in the finance industry, before you do business with somebody, you need to get a certain amount of information, prominent information of that customer, the, the know your customer. And we've seen blockchain plays a role there as these organizations start, start sharing information on these customers, right? So it's faster, more efficient, much more cost-effective for them to do these um, verifications. So the same principle can be um, applied in supply chains. And I would say another one um, is just who's going to pay for what, right? Every time there's a supply chain disruption, the question is asked, who's paying for, for, for the delays? Who's responsible? You know, so again, blockchain being able to have to, to, to bring the distributed ledger. So that be looking at the same data and the immutability piece that people aren't able to reverse records 
um, helps with answering that question, who's going to pay for what, and sort of the overall disaster value um, management. So those are sort of two examples of some use cases we've seen really being actively explored with blockchain. And in terms of factories being literally shut down and no longer producing goods, where or what role can blockchain play to perhaps allow other suppliers to maybe raise their hands to fill gaps? Or I'm thinking we're talking about blockchain and the after use case, but what about during? I think what's important for for any listener to understand is that blockchain is not the silver bullet, right? So blockchain is one tool in your wider technology stack and in your wider strategy, right? So any company has their digitization strategy, they have their sourcing strategy, and blockchain is is one piece to it. It's one piece of that IT puzzle. And it complements other solutions used every day to carry out uh, routine and mission-critical tasks. So I would say with that, you know, where factories are closing and, and looking for other suppliers, I do want to emphasize that, you know, your sourcing strategy, um, your a balanced sourcing pro- portfolio, um, how nearshoring, offshoring, your, how your, your um, supply chain strategy, you know, are you just in time? Where do you keep inventory? Um, is inventory stored? you know, overseas or export distributed center or an import distribution. So this just want to highlight, there's a lot of things that, of course, needs to be worked through very deliberately in order to, to build resilient supply chains. So we're not implying that blockchain is the answer, but blockchain is an, is an important enabler. And it has these uh, features that can, um, can, can complement really well, um, you know, other strategic uh, decisions to help resilient supply chains. But coming back to your question, so let's say uh, factories are closed. So again, um, there's the disruption to the supply chain. Transparency is key for that uh, buyer, the importer, the consignee, or that retailer to then find uh, suppliers that are available. That's where the transparency piece becomes extremely important. So imagine Again, where we today are uh, working with mostly centralized systems, everybody is in their centralized silo looking at information. So imagine when you can have a platform like blockchain where it's distributed and everybody can sort of see what is available where. And then to the use case I just mentioned around trust your supplier, right? So where you need to be really agile in finding new uh, trustworthy and credible suppliers. That's exactly the, the coming into play here. You can't source from the factories that you really did uh, source from. You need to find uh, replacements very fast. Then these type of let's let's use blockchain technology to to improve trust your supplier solutions over the long run. The way you explain this this subject, it, it's a real skill to be able to explain it in in, in such a compelling way because. For me, I, I, I'll read about it, I'll, I'll hear people talking about blockchain, and you, you need to really do a deep dive um, to understand it um, and the benefits. And, I, and I, it leads me to wonder, and maybe this is the reason why you need to put a toolkit out, but is it very difficult to deploy blockchain into an existing business, whether small or large? There's so many factors that comes into play here. It's, a very, it, it's like, can I ask you, is it difficult to draw up your personal expenses in Excel? 
yes or no. It's like, if I just go and type five plus five is 10, 10, you know, dollars at the end of the month. No, it's not that difficult. But if I want to now add pink to my Excel sheet and I want to bring some flying dollars signs into it, it becomes more difficult. So let me explain it like this. The end of the day, while the, the technology is still nascent, so it is still very new, blockchain at the end of the day requires the same features and rigor that one would find almost in any government or corporate technology implementation. So your IT department, who's already working with enterprise systems, they are already looking at many of the things that, that you need to deploy blockchain responsibly. They look at... The, the current enterprise systems needs to have uh, operational integrity. It needs to have regulatory compliance. It needs to be interoperable. It needs to be future-proof, right? There's a security scalability piece to it. Um, you need to have known and trusted partners. So the, the, within the enterprise environment, blockchain needs to meet the same enterprise rigor and requirements that you would have of any other IT system. That being said, Yes, blockchain technology is new. So you do need to invest in new skills, new talents, new resources. To, um, and, it's, uh, and for that reason, I would also say we really do encourage organizations to start exploring the technology. I think one difficult piece to, for organizations to understand right now is where is blockchain the appropriate technology? Um, once they can answer that question, once they understand how blockchain is the right way to solve for a given problem, their hard work then starts with now making sure that they deploy a system that's responsible, that's future-proof and scalable. Uh, and yeah, this is new. These, these require new skills. There are still barriers to blockchain technology. Let's, let's be honest about that. Um, and we're hoping that with the, the COVID and with the momentum um, that we now see, that some many of those barriers will get, uh, you know, I want to say solved, but will get addressed um, in the next in the in the, in the coming short to medium term. So, I mean, talking about what are those barriers? I mean, the toolkit goes very well through a very structured process of sort of highlighting, and I, I don't want to call it barriers because barriers are also opportunities, but these are. Um, issues that needs to be worked through in order for organizations to deploy international systems. And one example of that is uh, legal and regulatory rules, right? The rules, regulations weren't right for with, with distributed decentralized systems in mind. So there's still an aspect of, of certain regulations in countries that needs to be made clear and understood. Saudi Aramco was one of your pilot partners on the toolkit, can you describe how they helped with the pilot and what they used blockchain for? Yes, so Zuria Ramco has um, been experimenting with blockchain uh, already for a while and um, especially also in the supply chain. So they piloted the toolkit with us. So when we say pilot, um, what we mean with there is they actually use the toolkit in real life deployments. We, we did that the last uh, 10 months or so to make sure that the product that we published today and launched today is really user-friendly, like right? So that way we could get user feedback and input that we could then include and iterate to make the toolkit better. So Zidia Ramco 
uh, was testing it on two different use cases. And the one in the one supply chain is actually quite fitting for the world we live in today. So the first was a critical use case in supplier management. So talking about the example I gave earlier is basically um, they work, they worked and they, it's still a work in progress for them, but it's a solution to help um, organizations with long and time consuming process of supplier management. So you remember when we talk about you need to manage your suppliers in this increasingly digital world that we live in today, organizations need very robust and trustworthy supplier verification systems, right? And it's an expensive process. It takes a lot of time. Information changes all the time. So they, they're looking at distributed ledger technology to streamline that process. And in a way, um, their use case that they can leverage it against a wide spectrum of industry challenges. And these challenges with supplier management is not actually that easy to resolve with current technology because you need swift supplier onboarding, right? And you need real-time supply chain, supplier information. So that's where sort of that features of blockchain comes into play. They also had a second use case, uh, Sudiramka, where, where, where they used the toolkit. Uh, the second one was um, on the educational side, so for credential verification and assurance of degree authentication. And we also did a few ongoing act activities and initiatives with the United Arab Emirates, so Dubai Future Foundation and Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution, um, UAE, um, as well, together with uh, Abu Dhabi Digital Authority. So. Um, actually quite a lot of assistance and close partnerships um, with your side of the world in getting the toolkit and shaping the toolkit to what it is um, today. Nadia Hewitt from the World Economic Forum, thanks so much for talking to us and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again in the future. Thank you very much and, and take care and stay safe everyone. Goodbye. Before we finish, here are the other stories you need to know about on the national.ae. At MC Health, the embattled firm now in administration, asked the London Stock Exchange to delist its shares. US crude futures fall further, triggering fears of a slip back into negative territory. And China rolled out its digital currency in four cities, setting it up to become the world's first cashless society. That's it for today. Kelsey Warner, the National's feature editor, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Mustafa. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe or leave a review. Thank you to our production team, Arthur Edison, Aisha Khan, and please join us again next time.